Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, we're, we got down to verse 38 last time, so find 39, that's where we're going to be starting today, with a message entitled, What to Expect When They're Expecting. Now we know from the angel visiting Mary, he says your, your relative Elizabeth, she's six months you know, since she conceived. When Mary was told that, let's give Mary a week to travel 100 miles down to Elizabeth's house, maybe two weeks. I, I just had the privilege last week of being at the hospital with my sister. She went in for a routine exam and it turned out she had preeclampsia and so they admitted her to the hospital and she's you know only six months along 27 weeks along and they were hoping to kind of regulate things and keep her going but it became evident that they needed to deliver the baby and so they delivered the baby at 27 weeks which actually happens to be six months and one week right so this is the size that this baby would be that's leaping in the womb and I got to see that baby and it's like that long like the length of my hand maybe a little bit longer than my hand its legs were about as not not even maybe as thick as my fingers you know these spindly little things and these tiny little long fingers that he had but they were just you know tiny 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 it was it was funny my brother-in-law he he had a diaper and literally it was sitting in the middle of his hand this diaper for this baby looked like two postage stamps that's how long it was and that's how wide it was I was like wow that is the tiniest diaper I've ever seen and it like didn't it barely just covered the palm of his hand you know, just so tiny. This little guy is just so tiny. And this would have been how big John was when by the Holy Spirit, he sensed the presence of Jesus in the room with him. And he began to do somersaults or jump or whatever babies do in the, in the womb. And, and, and Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so full of John that it's just overflowing into Elizabeth. And she begins to say these things. But you have to understand something. That Jesus at this time is only about the size of a grain of rice. And that's how big a baby is when a, a mother is one month along. And you, you look at those little pictures, and they look like a little tiny human with a kind of a strange head, you know, but their little arms are starting to form, even just that small. And, and here's what's profound about that. I don't think that anybody who has ever read this story and believed it could ever question the fact that life begins at conception. That, that this baby who was only six months old in the womb, this baby who was just a, a, a speck, the Lord of all, that he was worthy of worship even in the womb at that size. You know, and, and we, couldn't, we couldn't deny the fact that abortion is murdering a human life. And it's such a sad thing. You realize, uh, you know, I'm 46 years old. One year before me, was when abortions became legal. I made it. You know, I'm here. But, but one-third of my generation has been killed in the womb. One-third 
That's how many abortions have been committed in, in, since 1973. One-third of my entire generation has been murdered. That's shocking to me that that many babies have been killed. And, and yet we see here such an evidence of the fact that life begins at conception. You know, God has grace on, on women who have gone through that. And of course, it's a confusing time in their life. And oftentimes people pull them in to try to do that, to, to hide shame or whatever else. And, and God, he, he's forgiving and God has grace for that. But we can't, we, we can't deny the fact that those people who are, are bringing those poor women in who are confused and troubled are, are destroying a life. Verse 45, it says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And so now Elizabeth, she blesses Mary's faith. She says, it's because you believed. Now you remember, again, her husband didn't believe, and so he was struck dumb. But she's extra blessed because she believed the word of the Lord. Now, of course, Zacharias isn't chiming in right now. And he won't for three more months because he didn't believe. But, but there's a spiritual secret for us here as well. And I think this is important for us to realize. When we believe the Lord, we get to see him do the impossible in our lives. When we live a life of faith and trust in the Lord, when we launch out in things that, that the Lord puts in our path and we say yes to the Lord, we get to see the Lord do things in our lives that we normally would not get to see. But when we don't believe the Lord, we tend to miss out on the blessings that were there for us. I just think back to all the ministry that the Lord's done in my life and, and that moment when the Lord says, go and do this or go and do that. And, and by through obedience and as a venture of faith, really, oftentimes, you know, you step out. And I think back on all the things that the Lord has done because I said yes. And that's exciting. But then I think back to all the things that the Lord hasn't done because I was too afraid, because I didn't, you know, I didn't have, you know, I don't, I don't have the ability to do that, Lord. I can't do that. I, I, no, you know, and, and, and not realizing, I guess, at that time that it's not about my ability or, or my desire, but, but going and doing and allowing the Lord to meet me there and to equip me and to strengthen me and to see God do miracles in my life. And I just didn't have the faith to do it at the time. And I wonder what I missed out on. You know, sometimes what the Lord would call us to would be like the least thing that we'd ever want or plan to do. You know, I, I think of just my time serving in children's ministry, and, and you know, it was kind of like, hey, come help me with children's ministry. And I was like, I don't know, kids, you know, or whatever. And I went in there and, and saw the Lord just bless that and, and grow in love with that. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, years later, I'm running a children's ministry at a big church. But then also I think about one time I was, when I was interning at Calvary Boise, Mike Hill was one of the assistant pastors, and I had to meet with the assistant pastors. I think it was every week I had to meet with one of them and kind of talk about the ministry I've been doing and ask questions, and it was kind of a discipleship time. And, and Mike Hill says, hey, get in the car. We're going to go to this, this convalescent home down on Coffee Street. I need to go down there and you know, see about trying to get a, a Bible study going there. And so we talked in the car, and we got there, and I'm thinking, oh, I, I just had nightmare experiences from my, 
my, you know, just like Bengay and, and urine, you know, going into a old folks home when I was a little kid and thinking, oh, you know, this is scary and some crazy woman in the hallway saying weird things. And I was just like, oh, you know, so I kind of had this fear in a way. But we went into this place on Coffee Street and, you know, Mike and I went to the, the, activities coordinator she says yeah why don't you gather the people around see if there's interest or whatever and so we went around door to door and invited everybody down to the common area and we sat there and we just started talking to these these old ladies you know and one old man and just asking them questions and and you know and, and they said oh we would love to have a bible study here that would be so great and by the end of it I looked at Mike and I said I want to do this and so every week at 2.45 in the afternoon, my wife and I would go over there and we'd have a, a church service. That's where I learned to preach, you know, in, in front of these older folks. And we saw so many of them come to the Lord. I never would have asked for that or never would have stepped into it, but, but the Lord just puts things in our path and we never know what kind of blessing those things are going to be unless we open our lives to them. So Mary now responds with what we have called the Magnificat, because it's Latin for the, my, you know, magnify. And, and that's what Mary does in, in verse 46. This is a Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. I, I have to wonder at this point, how much did Mary truly understand? You know, what, what was it that she understood about what was happening to her. It seems like Elizabeth, by the Spirit, has some understanding of what's going on with Mary. But my question is, did Mary understand any of it? I almost named this sermon, Mary, Did You Know? But I think it's been taken and it seemed a little cliche and too Christmassy. So, but, but I wonder, did Mary know? What did she know? Did Mary look at her belly and say, my soul magnifies the Lord? Or did she know that she was carrying the Lord of glory? She knew she was carrying the Messiah, but did she know that she was carrying the Most High God who would implant himself into her uterus, into her womb? Later in her life, we know this, she would question Jesus. She didn't really, he didn't really seem to do what she anticipated him to do in her life. And so Mary became confused as Jesus became old and, and, and went into his, not old, but a young man who went into his earthly ministry. She became confused because he wasn't rubbing shoulders with the high priests and, and the, the religious leaders, maybe like she expected, or, or rising in the ranks of government like she might have anticipated. But instead, he was this strange guy who would go place to place and, and kind of live out in, in, in wherever. You know, he didn't really have a home base. He just kind of wandered around and ministered to people. And, and so what she does in Mark chapter 3 tells us that there was kind of a family intervention that took place. They were worried about Jesus. And so in Mark chapter 3, verse 31 through 35, it says, And his brothers and his mother came, and standing outside, said to him, call, or sent to him, calling him. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless.
Abiding Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless.